if we had God, him or herself, standing with two feet on the earth, just sort of breathing fire and saying, this is how it is, okay, right? Then we have some clarity. But, but we don't have that. And so we are all acting on faith and by faith. Did you just make God a dragon breathing fire? Well, well, Game of Thrones there. <laughs> exactly. A little mother of dragons for those. There you Welcome to episode 60 of Pub Theology Live, a midsummer's episode of what is normally a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint or maybe a fine wine. You can watch us live Tuesdays 9 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com and you can listen anytime, as I think most of you know, on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, as well as the New Thought channel on your Roku or other streaming device. Tonight's episode, as usual, is brought to you by our official sponsors. First up is Casual Priest, the maker of fine clergy duds, based out of Sweden. Duds, really? Duds? <laughs> that, was your that, word. that was your word. <laughs> Did I write this copy? My bad. Their clergy yeah, tops are tailored, modern, confident, stylish, and uh, you can win free clergy apparel from Casual Priest by joining our conversation and leaving a message on our Casual Priest hotline 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830 if you don't have letters on your phone. Twitter, Facebook, use the hashtag PT-LIVE. We haven't heard from Frank for a while. I think he should call and leave us a message soon. Yes, he should. And our wine and our wine sponsor is Wink Wine Club. W I N C. Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Get started at trywink.com/ptlive for twenty dollars off your first order and other fine savings. And tonight we are back from our midsummer or from our complete summer hiatus for a midsummer episode. Uh, because we missed each other and we missed all of you. And so it's great to be back and we will be discussing, among other things, Abraham Joshua Heschel's notion that people of faith are called to be reminders of God. We'll get wait, into it. Wait, 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 wait. Are we back or are we just like checking in? Like, are we doing this again next week? You said No, no, back. no. We're, we're, we're back in this moment. Back doesn't imply anything beyond right now. He said we're back for a midsummer episode. Oh, gotcha. I missed that yeah. midsummer episode part. Because yeah. he was like, we're back. I was like, wait, what? Did y'all change plans on me again and not tell me? We're back in this very moment in time. All right. <laughs> My name is Brian Burkoff. I am pastor of Holland UCC in Holland, Michigan, and author of the book, Pub Theology, Beer, Conversation, and God. Tonight, I am kind of pumped about this. I am drinking... A happily ever after. Uh, Dropping stuff all over the place. I, I no, I, I lost the bottle cap. <laughs> That's my great. sound effect. Here, here, watch. Great, great episode to watch the video. 
I can't even hang on to it. I'm drinking a Hopily Ever After brewed by my friend Ken for his daughter's wedding, which was just a couple of weeks ago. So, Oh, yay. Congrats to people. A like home brew with some hops. And with us, as usual, Ogan Holder and Tina Simmons. Welcome, guys. Hi. Um, and before I say anything, I want to tell you, Brian, um, congrats on awesome uh, Wild Goose uh, recording episode of the podcast at Wild Goose Festival live it was really fun to hear like you know crowds applauding and people jumping in on the mic that was very awesome so if you for some chance listeners missed our last episode episode 59 please go check it out um it was our, our goose cast episode and um brian was brian was our what do you call it our rep or emissary or evangelist for the show and he did an awesome job my friend wish i wished i was there with you Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, next summer it'd be awesome to get all of us there. Maybe I don't camp, so we'll have to. If the fates allow, there there are non-camping options. So okay, well, I, I camp, but I don't do the East Coast in the summertime. <laughs> Not just that too. Especially the Southern East Coast. Listen, hey, New England East Coast, it's okay. It's nice and cool out here for the most part. But yeah, East Coast in itself. Anyways, I am Reverend Ogan Holder, Minister of Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, and I'm I, I'm drinking um, some lovely wines from our sponsor, Wink. And um, I say wines because we've, uh, we've gone through two bottles my girlfriend <laughs> for dinner, and nice. I did a Restless Earth Grenache and a Rosa Obscura blend, and they were both a delicious wines. So um, good job, Wink, for sending these puppies to me. And please support our sponsor, Wink, and get good wines like these. So I'm, I'm still uh, making it through my last class. And now we know why he's such a mess tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Everything becomes clear. That's, that's pretty much it. And this is Tina Simmons, author of Zandrail, Being Human is Overrated, as T. Griffin. And tonight, I'm with you, Brian, because I am drinking, it's um, an apple wine that a friend of mine made and brought to a little get-together we had last weekend. So it's a very crisp, crisp, refreshing summer wine. But I do have to say that I think Hoppily Ever After is the cutest name for a wedding beer. (laughs) Isn't that great for his daughter? I mean, clever. So clever. And I have to say, Ken, if you're listening, solid, solid IPA here. Uh, it's very balanced, a uh, little, little bit of, of malt, uh, but a nice hop tone. And I recommend it. So well done, my friend. Well done, my friend. So our first question, our sort of warm up question, would you rather go to the dentist or the auto mechanic if you had to choose one? Well, uh, I think it depends on what the issue is. I don't want to go to the auto mechanic. (laughs) You don't want to go to the auto mechanic for a root canal. For a root canal, (laughs) right. So depending on what the issue is, we'll we'll determine. Um, But in terms of, 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 what do you call it, Uh, the pleasure or the pain of the experience, you know, I take the car to the auto mechanic. I just sit there and let them do the work and it doesn't bother me any the dentist it, it usually hurts in some way so i'm gonna pick the auto mechanic i think the um auto mechanic's a little harder on the wallet usually 
oh no, not not for me because I got gingivitis. So I'm at the oh. I'm in the dentist chair like four to five times a year. So no, it's not. I, I've racked up more dental bills than mechanic bills. Yeah, um, I. I would have to say it depends on where I'm at because when I was in Pennsylvania, I had the best auto mechanic. Um, I would drop off my car and he would do whatever he had to do and it was never expensive and, you know, I trusted him and he was very honest with me all the time. So, you know, so I, I would say mechanic in Pennsylvania, but when I was living in Virginia, I had the best dentist ever. So like when people say they hate going to the oh, dentist, yeah. mine, he was amazing. He was a sculptor and a photographer and he just had the coolest but he'd come out in shorts to work on you <laughs> you'd, you'd come out and you'd be like what kind of sculpture have you done in my mouth well he did he made he remade one of my teeth and nobody could tell that i have a half a tooth like a, a awesome. tip tooth but um yeah, well an, i'm gonna give him props. His, yeah his name's paul stanovic he was originally from new york but he's he's in the richmond area now but he was just so cool and so funny and I mean, my kids and I looked forward to going to the dentist. It was awesome. <laughs> I can't, I can't take a dentist in shorts seriously. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't take him seriously. He, but he was a master at what he did. He was amazing. Well, I think when you, when you are really good at what you do, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, there it is. I like, I like a professional dressed as a professional. Oh, you're. So, that's, go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to say my thing is with this question, either way, the wallet is probably going to take a hit, but I think I'd rather go to the place where I don't have to open up my mouth and someone is going to stick things in it, you know? It just feels less, it's just less invasive at the mechanic, you know what I mean? I, 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 I totally agree. Wait, uh, did he just freeze it? Well, he's back. Yeah. He, I'm, you're I'm, staticky and he froze. You're both a mess tonight. We're both a mess tonight. Oh, no. We are having okay. some, you know, we are having some just, like, technical in, in mid-laugh, too. It was a really good, it was a really good way. So, Brian, so. I just want to tell you, the next time Ogan gives me a hard time for having technical difficulties and says it's always me, let's bring him back to the 50th episode. Yeah, or the 60th. Or the 60th. Oh, like. hey <laughs> Whatever episode. <laughs> oh, 60th. I don't even know what. Yo, wait, oh, we're live. Hey, hey, yo. hey yo. all right. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, we're back. There it is. 60B. Boom, retweeted. And as we were, okay, welcome back, friends, to episode 60 of Pub Theology Live. We've had a summer hiatus, and now in our return from summer hiatus, we had a hiatus in the episode. So I think it all comes together. <laughs> I think even even Brian, you're good at that. Yeah, my computer hadn't done this for so well; it was having trouble. It was yeah, like, it was the computer. Again. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we we know where the fault lies, and we'll just <laughs> leave it leave it there. So we did not do a summer recap. What's been happening, you guys? We haven't seen or heard from each other much. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, Tina, what's been going on? You go first. What's been going on? Well, I'm loving my life out here. Um, it's sunny and gorgeous, and we've been doing a lot of hiking. We went sailing last weekend, and I'm loving my new job. I've been traveling a lot with that. Um, as Tom Brian, my son Spencer's here for the summer, and he's having a great time. And we, uh, oh, we just went on vacation. We did a loop down through Oregon to California and back up the coast. 
if you guys ever come out here, you have got to go to Crater Lake. It is one of the most magical places on earth. I've well, I was, out, I was out there and you didn't take me, so... I that? asked you if you wanted to go hiking and you're like, do I seem like the hiking kind of person? You didn't mention the lake. What? The lake's four hours from my house. You I didn't, didn't go there yet. Yeah, four-hour hike. Four-hour hike. You didn't mention the lake. You just said hiking. You got to give me like a carrot, you know. I hadn't been there myself. No, and okay. Brian, Brian, just so you know, I do have three extra beds in my house. If your family ever does come out here, you're welcome to stay with us. Oh, hey, we may take you up on that. We love uh, the Pacific Northwest, so. Awesome. No, and I have to say, so you've mentioned that you've uh, been having a good summer. Like when I see what you're posting on Instagram, are those actual places you've been or are you just finding like cool nature photos and posting them? No, they're my pictures. Because <laughs> they're amazing. Like you are, you. Having, you are having a good summer. Like seriously, I have, like I, I'm drooling over your Instagram feed lately because it's really good. Well, that was my vacation mostly, but I've had well, yeah. one, of my, one of my friends told me I'm a pretty good photographer and I was like, dude, they're just shots. <laughs> listen, listen, but in all seriousness to support Brian saying, I think it was National Geographic just uh, released the, um, I think I posted this today, the, the, the awards for photos that were submitted by people like different Ooh. nature shots. They yeah. they're not better they're not much better than what you have been posting Thanks. in terms of where you've been. So I think I think seriously you should like submit some of those for next year. Done. Okay. And, and, and see it. where it goes. Do yeah. It. Yeah. What about you, Ogan? How's summer been? Um summer's been exhausting but in a good way. I've done a lot of traveling. I think I hit like maybe seven states in a month. Oh wow. Um, I'm talking about three to four weeks off in June. Um, it started with the Unity Conference in San Antonio, Texas. Then I went up to uh, Minneapolis to visit a friend. Um, then we drove over to a music concert in um, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where you got to see, among other artists, Paul Simon live, which was pretty phenomenal. Um, and nice. also Chance the Rapper and some other cool things, but Paul Simon was like the big headliner. Um, and then where did I go after that? Oh, I went to, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque and Santa Fe and, um, got caught in my first ever sandstorm on the interstate and my rental car got hit by a flying, a flying road sign. It was, it was all kind oh, of, wow. and you didn't get a video of that video. I was <laughs> barely able to like get the car off the side of the road and not be killed video. Seriously, it lasted like three seconds. You know, I'm driving, and in the distance, I thought it was smoke. So I'm like, "Oh, look, something's on fire!" And like, I'm getting, I'm driving, driving, and like, all of a sudden, the car is being buffeted by wind, and I'm like having trouble controlling the car. I'm like, "I don't think that's smoke." And then suddenly, it went dark, and it was like, like all this stuff started flying all over the place. It was, uh, anyways. Um, and then um, where did I go after that? I went to. Um, uh, Sarah, my girlfriend and I went up to like uh, down East Maine and we, uh, for for about a week and I'm still trying to figure out why they call it down East Maine, but it's down East. And then I also had to take Joy to New York. Uh, she's doing um, the Alvin Ailey Summer Intensive. Um, so she's all excited about that, eat, eating up her face in New York. She's dancing really hard, but she's a foodie and she's, she's like just hitting all these cool restaurants. And places and um, 
also spent some time visiting peoples in Connecticut. And so I've just been like traveling my butt off. Um, but, but now I'm like back to work and actually this weekend I got to go pick up Joey New York. So it's been, it's been fun, crazy time. Brian, you know what I just heard? Ogan's hit like all these states and hasn't come to ours this summer. Mm. I see how we rate. Exactly. Okay, first of all, I visited Tina. You you had like a visit all for yourself, so you you're covered. And <laughs> you know, Brian's been traveling, so if we went to Michigan, he wouldn't have been there. That was Whoa. so 2016, Ogan. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Whatever's. This is the best time to come to the old uh, Great Lakes State. You what, know? Whatever's, whatever's, but uh, yeah, we we will we will do that. We will do that at some point in time. So yeah, so summer's been really, it's been really fun, and um, I'm 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 glad to be kind of settling back into work and um, speaking again. I, uh, you know, it's uh, it's so funny after the you know you put a lot of work into like planning a sunday talk and you know there's all the energy that it takes to like execute the talk and church and all that and you're so glad to be taking a break from it but then it's like when you're back you're like oh my god like i missed this yeah i missed this it was awesome so i was glad to be back good excellent excellent how about you brian besides wild goose and uh deconstructing sheds (laughs) yeah well you know you kind of just uh nailed it right there uh so there's an old shed we discovered my wife found on craigslist and uh we've been thinking about building one of these backyard sheds that we can make into like office space and uh or and writing space sort of a writing studio and of course my wife finds one that was built in the um like i believe it was built during the civil war you know because we couldn't find anything newer (laughs) so we're taking it apart and going to rebuild it in our backyard. And so I've been doing shed deconstruction. Uh, I was just there tonight and the roof is off and walls are coming off. And uh, So wait, I'm confused. Where is the shed? Is it already not in your backyard? Where is it? No, no, no. So we, someone has this old, it's almost like a mini barn, this old shed that was built a long time ago. In fact, a family used to actually live in this thing when the husbands went off to fight in the Civil War and the women all moved into this little structure. Uh, and one of the women that lived in this structure was named Josephine. So it just kind of felt like, you know, had to be That's perfect. my eight-year-old is Josephine, for those who don't know. And uh, so we're taking it apart. It's about 20 minutes from here. It's a, it's an old farm south of us. And we're going there, taking it apart. And they kind of are, you know, for a small price, uh, letting us have it. So That's a really cool But there's going to be some sweat equity involved. And I other bet. than that, you know, in trying to enjoy Michigan uh, in the summer, just got to the beach last week and uh, hard to beat the Lake Michigan shoreline. And the goose, the goose was awesome. Had a great time, but you've heard about that. You've hopefully already listened to our episode. I do want to say, I just thought of this, but we got our first Pub Theology Live swag ever for the <laughs> goose, which is these sweet coasters. And I'm going to make this offer right now. I didn't even consult with Ogan and Tina, but to, <coughs> to our first three listeners who leave us a four or five star review, preferably five star review on iTunes. I'm going to send you a four pack of these coasters for you to use and a signed copy of Pub Theology Live. So, Oh, wow. That's a great idea. How's that? I like it. Thumbs up. Three listeners. As, long as, as long as you're the one keeping up with it. 
Go for uh, it. <laughs> you're off the hook. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So, so, Brian, when we see your background go from a fake brick wall to wood, well, we know the shed is done. <laughs> Ooh, that's a thought. Exactly. Exactly. When we see, that's a great, yeah. For those of you who watch us live or later on YouTube, many of you know, or I've heard I have a fake white brick wall, but will that change in the new space? Great question. And I hope so. <laughs> so, all right. Our main topic of the night is a quote from Abraham Joshua Heschel. He was a noted Jewish rabbi of the last century. Died uh, in 1972, but was involved in uh, the civil rights effort and was just a really profound uh, thinker and a theologian. He noted that people of faith are called to be reminders of God. So our question is, what do you think he meant by that? Uh, what is it? What do you think it means for a person to be a reminder of God? Hmm. So, um, I, I always like to say, especially in my talks, that we we are the embodiment of divine. So we are the ones who make God visible. So we are the hands of God, we are the feet of God, we are the face of God, we are the heart of God, we are God in action. Hmm. So, so we are, in that sense, reminding each other of what those elements of God. Now, I mean, they're, you know, they're what I like to call neutral. So like I, I equate God with create creation. God is creation and we have that ability to create. We can create things that we deem as good and useful. And we can also create things that are destructive as well. Either way, it's, it's that energy, that intention of creation. So that's, you know, when I, when I hear that statement, that's what it brings up for me. God, God is working through us, as us, in us. So we're yeah. that. And I, I think in my interpretation, I would say that he's saying that we are we should be an expression of love, that um, people of faith are an expression of love. And sharing that is, you know, like seeing the face of God. Yeah. And I, I know he says faith, but uh, there's a um, quote I just recently saw and I really liked that um, it said, I think it was a billboard that, oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, but it was a quote that said, um, it is not an oxymoron, an oxymoron to be um, gay and to be Christian, but it is an oxymoron to be a Christian and be hateful. Yeah, I posted that. Did you? Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Them. They they label it as anti-Trump church signs, but I mean when oh, you yes. when you read it, some of those oh, signs, some okay. of those signs, you know, were pictures taken could, years ago. Could be pre-Trump, exactly. Right. Yeah. Some some of them were some of them were pre-Trump, but but yeah, that was. And fun. so that that's that's part of the the question, right? Because people have lots of different ideas about who or what God is, as well as what God wants or what represents God. And so we might have someone who is hateful, but thinks that they're being that way because God calls them to be that way. And so I think for me reading this, I think the invitation is for me to embody 
the God that I believe in and the God that I think um, is a God of love and compassion and justice and care for the the people on the edges, um, the people who have been left out. And so I want to be that kind of reminder of God. And when I see people, particularly people of faith, representing what to me does not feel, look, or represent that kind of God, I want to counter that or present a counter reminder. Well, they're not entirely wrong because, you know, you read some of them Old Testament passages, God was vengeful and almost hateful and discriminatory. And well, people said God things. was. Right. But that's what, well, was God that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, right. That's That was their interpretation. They're, yeah, they're reading it at face value. Um, and that's where their, as human consciousness was at that time, God was this, you know, warrior, vengeful type archetype. So, so right. there are people who would say that's that's the god we need to embody the god of like you know strict rules and you know there's no yeah. there's no gray area it's all black and white you're obeying or you're disobeying well yeah. but brian in that case it kind of goes with what you just said you said to embody the kind of god you believe in and a lot of these if you believe in a judgment god then you feel like it's your job to inflict judgment on others yeah, that's unfortunate, yeah. but you're, you're right. I mean, I think people, knowingly or not, right, whether we're even that intentional about it or not, if we call ourselves a person of faith or someone who believes in God or the divine at some level, like our lives are what they are, and they represent what they represent. And so people will draw conclusions based on how we live our lives, and that's why I think the invitation that he puts forth uh, is an important one. And for us to be conscious of what kind of goodness and life and healing am I bringing into the world? Because A, those are good things. And also because I want to invite other people into those things. And I believe God represents those things and empowers us to be those things. You're God. So, I was, I, you know, oh my God. Boom. Like we're the same money. You know, what What do we say to the other people who don't believe in God the same way we do? You know, what do we say to them? Oh, by the way, are you watching um, American gods? Gods are created when people need to believe in something. And there are about like 50 different Jesuses there because everybody's created this different idea of Jesus. Uh-huh. You know, so so we got like hippie Jesus, we got modern day Jesus, we got like all these different Jesuses, like you know, like floating around because and everyone everybody. thinks they have the right Jesus, right? So mm. what do we say to people who've got this different idea, image of Jesus of God? Because everyone has a slightly different version, or theirs wrong, or ours right, or no? Yeah, how do you, how do you negotiate that? Do you think? Um, I I I so. I negotiate that by saying, by realizing that everybody's perception is going to be different. Everybody's interpretation is going to be different. And ultimately, when it comes to something like God, there is no definitive interpretation. Mm. So we got to have some leeway for everyone. And where I draw the line in people's interpretation is when it causes harm to others. When, you know, there's a discrimination factor, when there's... Uh, uh, such a righteousness factor that 
you know, even if you're saying you'll accept other people's ideas, but but if it's gonna like cause one group of people to be disenfranchised, then yeah, yeah. that's that's when you cross the line for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So less leeway for the Westboro Baptist God. No leeway for them at all. <laughs> no leeway. No you leeway. Are, we are we welcome all to the table. <laughs> with is there a tiny asterisk when you say that? They can sit at the kids' table. They can sit at the kids' the table. The immature, undeveloped wow. view of which means they but can Hogan, But hold on a second. No idea. Not heard. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. But okay. how is us judging them any different than them judging us? Ooh. What happened to the you agree with me? Can we just stop there? <laughs> I agree with I you because I believe in a similar God that you believe in. But so, so that doesn't mean a, it's the right one. There's a fine line between the judging and the accountability piece. Okay. So, so for them, what they're saying is that like there's a very strict, narrow view and interpretation of God and what God accepts and understands, and everybody else is condemned. They're wrong. There's no room for them at the table. So they're the ones saying it's a very small table. So I'm saying to them, if you want to sit at your small table, go sit at your small table. But as Brian was saying, there, there is a much bigger table. So it's not so much me saying to them, you can't sit at my table. It's them saying, we want to sit at our own table, and there's no leeway for them. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's tricky because it they are acting how they are because they believe they're right. They believe that they're reading Scripture properly and so they're doing in their mind what god wants them to do but here's the thing because we can't know definitively right. the mind of god or even what those scripture passages uh how they should be interpreted or what they meant at the time or what we should believe about them today because of that we should always give preference to the views of god and the ways of living that give space for the most people that provide the most compassion the most welcome the most love and then let God sort it out later, right? If we had, if we had God, Him or herself, standing with two feet on the earth, just sort of breathing fire and saying, "This is how it is." Okay, right? Then we have some clarity. But but we don't have that, and so we are all acting on faith and by faith. And because of that, I think that we should allow a hermeneutic of love to rise to the top. Did you just make God? Did you just make God a dragon breathing fire? What? I don't know what happened there. It got a little crazy at the end, but we were going. Little Game of Thrones there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A little mother of dragons for those. There, 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 there you go. There you go. But but yeah. I think I think I, I think for me and and in all seriousness, no, there, there's no condemnation. Uh, I'm not holding them in a place of condemnation, but I'm 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 basically holding them in a place of of not taking them seriously. Because, yeah. you know, they, their view is a God who is very impatient, a God who is not all-encompassing of loving everyone and accepting everyone. And to the, point where, to the point where they are verbally and visibly condemning people, They're, they are judging others. So. so can you condemn the view without condemning the person? Yes. Like I can but say that, that view, that I'm gonna damn that view to hell. 
I can but how does that make so you any you. different than them judging judging gay people and saying that I'm not judging the person. I'm just judging Love the, the sinner, but hate the sin, right? That's a great yes, question. Yes, it's the same it's thing. That's great, what I'm saying. No, no, self-righteousness no, no, no. is self-righteousness. Hang on, hang on. But that's not what they say. They don't just judge the act. They judge the person because they say gay people are going to burn in hell. So for me, so they're not just judging. They're not just saying, hey, homosexuality is wrong. So therefore, you know, it, they're, they're condemning the person too. So, but I'm saying so are you if you're if you're saying you can't sit at my table unless you change your view, isn't that the same thing? Give me a minute. Um, I, I mean, it's it it's always it's that tricky situation where it's like you want to be inclusive and people will say, but but you don't welcome my view of my exclusive view or my non-inclusive view or my, I'm going to be an ass to everyone view. I just don't think we're, we're dealing with app with apples and apples here. It feels like it's not quite the same when your view is. All right. I got it. I thought so I narrow. I got it. Are you, I got it. Wait, he's, I he's raising his hand. I got it. I got it. So, so as you, as you, as you read the Bible, or as we progressed in our human evolution, the view of God has changed. So, so the very for some people. <laughs> right for some people exactly. So you know there was that that was that like Old Testament view of the warrior God, you know El, who conquered the other gods and established himself, and he sent his people into the promised land, and they they. They basically committed genocide and slay all these other people, and it was this idea. And then here comes Jesus, two thousand years later, who really gave us a different idea of how to understand and be in relationship with God and a God who's loving and compassionate. So I think it behooves us as if we call ourselves Christian or affiliated with Christianity that we follow the updated model. It's no different than our computers and our phones. If we still run in the earlier version of our operating system for our smartphones, apps aren't gonna work properly. The phone's not gonna work properly. We gotta update. So so if you were still holding on to this this much older version of God of of like the old testament who condemned everybody yeah. and said, God might not run to hell and smoke people. You know, basically, you know, broke the smallest of rules and all this kind of stuff. Then you haven't evolved your view of God as demonstrated by Jesus, who is apparently supposed to be, you know, the reason we have Christianity in the first place. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I get that. But listen. Yes. yes. Listen. You. You have people. If some somebody has graduated kindergarten and somebody else has graduated tenth grade. You can't expect the kindergartner to go into 11th grade with the 10th grader. If you Ooh. have been taught your whole life one thing and that that one thing is right, you cannot sure. expect them to make huge leaps and bounds to a right. completely. No, I agree with you. But right. if, what is their culpability? This... That What is yeah. their culpability right. in that setting? That's, that's but if they're, question. How old are you in 10th grade? Like, how old are you when you go to 10th grade? What do you like? 15 or 16. 15. Yeah. So. If I have a 15-year-old operating at the 10th grade level and a 15-year-old operating in the kindergarten level, and they both have the same, like, you know, we're not talking about we're not talking about learning disabilities here. 
all things being equal, that I need to say to the 15-year-olds operating full mental capacity, but operating at kindergarten level, do yeah. you, you need to you need to speed things up a little bit. You're not going to make it if you are still thank you, Brian. Operating at kindergarten level. Brian, say it out loud. All things are not equal, though. You may have people of the same age level, but they are different income level, different uh, mental capacity level, different church background level, different exposure to other uh, religions, other ideas, other ways of thinking and being. So, I mean, Listen, we, can, we can hope. There are people in the Westboro Baptist Church. Let's, let's just be clear. We're not I, saying intelligence. Ogan, first of all, try backing away from your mic because you are super static. Yeah, I, I feel like we're back at the back at the Wild Goose. <laughs> it's live, and Ogan is across from across the campground in a tent, yeah, sort of you know, yelling <laughs> out of a paper bag. So it's sorry, we're, got, a, got, a little, got a little excited about the topic. No, it's we'll good. Take a breath. We'll take a breath. But <laughs> but Ogan, you're assuming everybody. It's no, we're not talking intelligence. I know extremely intelligent people that are very narrow minded. We're talking everything else around it, upbringing, your emotional state, the trauma you've suffered in life. Like, not everyone has the same tools in their toolbox. And I truly believe everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. I agree. We're talking about belief, not intelligence. We're talking about belief. And, and again, I still think they're doing the best they can. They think that that sure. they were taught that God's going to punish them if they believe something different. Listen, I, I, I get that. I get that. But what, and at the same time, the question is, I believe, does that make it okay? If you're given a chainsaw to cut down a tree and I'm given an axe, are we going to cut down that tree at the same time? No, we are not. We're not going to. And Brian has a toothbrush. Is he going <laughs> to cut down the tree? We're not, exactly. but here's the thing. But no, here's you the can't cut down, you, here, just, you can't cut down a tree with bad breath, I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, it depends on how bad the breath is. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe you can huff and puff and blow no, it. Right but to there. your point, Tina, if 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 I have an axe and I see you cutting down the tree with a chainsaw, and for me, if I choose to say, you know what, I'm just gonna stick with this axe, but there's a much more modern, evolved, efficient way of taking trees down, then then. Why would I do that? That's a matter of that's a matter of ignoring that there's another option. I think that's I was, a very narrow-minded view, Ogan. No, I, I don't think everyone has right. the same train mm. train of thought mm. that you do. Mm. No. It takes Again. a lot of work to undo the sure. uh, the 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 world that we were raised in and the the world that we've been exposed to that. All things are not equal. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Again. It's no, super I, okay. true. No, Brian, that's true because that that's a safe world that we live in, and it's not comfortable to step outside of that. But then and I don't not, condemn people that, that can't step outside of their comfort zone. It's hard. But I do hold them accountable when they're not following the teachings of the one that they say they're following the teachings of they're Jesus. They're following the teachings they've been taught. But hang on, hang on. They've been what? taught that, but they have a Bible that they can read. <laughs> And what did Jesus say to the people who were about to stone the prostitute? He was without sin, cast the first stone. Jesus preached a message of what? Forgiveness, acceptance, all these things. So, so I, 
so this is why you've taken the issue. Do not proclaim yourselves as the people who are following the teachings of someone and you're not following the teachings of that someone. So, for example, did you see uh, there was a news story that came out yesterday that they're doing Bible studies at the White House and people were super excited because a bunch of the cabinet members are attending. And I, as I as I as I searched this on the social medias, uh, so many people were like, "A revival is happening! God is at work! Hooray for the people God put in position to lead our nation for such a time as this!" And I read that and I want to throw up because I agree. It's like, what Bible are they reading? What gospel are they reading? It's like. They're reading the gospel according to Trump or something, but not the ones we have in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's crazy. You know, so so to take that to, I'm glad you took that there because, you know, again, here we have this, this disconnect between, uh, you know, many evangelicals who said, you know, Trump was our guy. They voted for Trump because he, quote, unquote, represented their, quote, unquote, Christian values. But then here's a person who said the things he said about disparaging women and, and minorities and other people, which is totally in disconnect with what Jesus spoke about, what Jesus demonstrated, which is what supposedly Christianity is about. So to your point, Tina, yes, I say to people who call themselves Christian, but again, are doing things that are blatantly, and this is not a matter of interpretation, who are blatantly doing the things that seem not to follow the teachings of Jesus. Jesus said, who is without sin, cast the first stone, forgive. But here we have Westboro Baptist people with signs always condemning and say you will burn in hell if you don't change your ways. Jesus never said you're going to burn in hell if you don't change your ways, did he? But didn't he also say? Didn't he also say, "Judge, lest you be judged first? Exactly. No, so, he didn't say that. I said it backwards. <laughs> judge not, lest you be judged. Yes. <laughs> Just checking. Just there checking. you go. There, there you go. All right. There you go. So All right. that that that's just my issue with with that. They 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 represent an extremist view, uh, you know. And they're the extremes on both ends. And and I always take issue with with extremists of any movement of any side of things. Yeah. Although you know, Martin Luther King Jr. did say we need to be extremists for love. So I don't know. You know, if you're an extremist for love, I'm I'm going to lean more that way. But I hear you. I hear you. So we talked about people being reminders of God. Um, another way to ask it is, does God even need to use reminders, right? What, like, why doesn't God just sort of manifest not, not breathing fire, but you know what I mean, like in some other way, right? It seems that God or the divine or however you want to interpret that, um, has chosen to use reminders, whether that's human beings or the earth or nature, right? Tina looks like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. So, I, in order for God to need anything, God has to have an ego, and that's just not my God. Um, 
wow. Okay. I'm switching, I'm switching sides. I'm a team it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm some unity on the other side of the microphone. No pun. But the, but the reminders are because we forget. We get we get sucked into our human fears, our human uh, the, the ego of us, the worry, all that kind of yes. stuff, and yes. we so easily forget that the divine is fully present in us. Um, so I think I, that's uh, for me. That's all what church is about, and on what all spiritual practice should really be about. Just reminding ourselves about the ultimate deep truth of who we are and what we have instant access to and go from there. So maybe it's not that God needs reminders, that we need reminders of mm -hmm. the divine around us and within us. Yeah. I don't think the statement from, from Heschel, reminders of God, is about God needing the reminder at, at all. I think it's about Although there is a biblical story in which God needed a reminder, do you remember that one? Was this was this about when he was arguing with uh, Abraham or Moses? Nope, nope, nope. even earlier with the flood, God destroyed the whole earth in a flood, and then the rainbow. God says the rainbow in the sky will be a reminder to me that I will never again wipe out the whole earth in this sort of destruction. Was it a reminder to him or a reminder to the people? So it was a reminder to God that, you know, genocide, maybe not my go-to next time. <laughs> I'm looking that up. <laughs> yeah, was the, oh, well, that's a good question. Was the reminder to Moses or to Noah and the people or to God? I'm looking it up right now. Wait, can I ask you guys aside? Because I, I have something that is a pet peeve of mine. Um, what, what was the rainbow a sign of from God? What was it? Con condensation. <laughs> Yep. Not well, just scientific. It, what, as what I recall it, Odin's going to look it up. Look here's, it now. here's me off the top of my head. It's God's reminder that he's made a sort of a covenant with humanity and the creatures of the earth not to utterly destroy them in an act like the flood ever again. Okay. Uh, so when Christians say they're going to take the rainbow back from the uh, gay and lesbian community. Oh, my gosh. What what exactly does that mean? So so that uh, means so. that means they feel like a biblical symbol in their Bible, which doesn't have room for the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. They're going right. to say, "We don't like that you've co-opted a biblical symbol, so we're going to take it back." But if you ask me, that's just bullshit. All right. So can I can I read it now? Mm -hmm. It says uh, so in Genesis. What chapter is this? Uh, six Genesis six verse nine to chapter nine verse seventeen. Anyways, uh, oh covenant with Noah chapter nine, and he said, uh, God said to Noah, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you. Blah 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 blah. I establish my comf my covenant with you that never again shall flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never flesh should destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. The, I mean, you, so God and the earth, not God and Christians. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 you're time. right. No, no, no. I mean, exactly. Christians who I, wouldn't oh, come on oh, wait, hang, on, hang on. When I bring clouds, there's more. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh 
and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all fleshes on the earth. Brian wins that one. Right? Okay, Okay, back away from your mic. You're driving me nuts. I know. Sorry, sorry. Oh, let me turn down my turn down my game a little bit. Oh yeah, or just or just hit mute, you know, whatever. It's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm teasing. Wow. The chalk went up for Brian for getting that one. Yeah, but am I so, right? Am I am I wrong? Uh, right, you're reminder, right. Reminder to God. Okay. So, all right. So all right. when God sends, apparently, so when God sends the rains, whether he's like just trying to water the earth or he's pissed off, and a rainbow pops up, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to like drown all these folk again. Well, yeah, it's like, should we be nervous if it hasn't rained for a while or we haven't seen a rainbow in a few months? It's like, oh, good, you know that that wrath is sort of building up. <laughs> God might God might forget not to kill us. And so we need, you know, so whenever you so actually the conservatives ought to be grateful every time the pride flag is flying because it's just that reminder. Don't like, kill us, hey, God. God don't, don't kill us. Exactly. Your, there you go. your reminder. Your words, every, not ours. Your your every words. Gay, every gay, gay, every gay pride flag is prevented us from being drunk by God. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so the fact that I see great so the fact that I see rainbows almost on a daily basis for about five months out of the year out here, does that mean I'm living in God's promised land? There you go. <laughs> yes, that's exact. That's right. Rainbow gate. <laughs> that's right. If you, it's true. And, and can, I mean, I assume, you know, I mean, if you don't see any rainbows in Texas, but they're happening in Washington state, God still sees them, I guess, but sorry, Texas. <laughs> so, so here's the real question. If, we love our Texas listeners, though. I just want to put that out there. If there's a thunderstorm and it's raining heavily, but there's not a rainbow, then I should start raining. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Because God yes. might forget. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the problem with, with, with literal interpretation. Yeah, yes. you, you can find yourself in many... <laughs> Many fun places. Oh, we see. Okay, so fun now goodness. to bring this back to to the Westboro Baptist. Oh, oh my goodness! No, 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 so no, 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 wait, 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 one, one second. So, I was just thinking we didn't announce our top listeners of late. Our top no. two cities are Mexicali, Mexico, and Pasadena, Texas. So Stop it! I'm not even making that up. We're se- Mexico and Texas. We're sending rainbows your way. We there love you guys. <laughs> They're on their own. Well, let's, let's send rain because I think those are dry climates. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to make it rain. Wait, is that a <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Don't go there again. <laughs> go there. Show title. <laughs> Have we not learned? Have we still not learned? <laughs> I know you. <laughs> oh my god, never that episode. But but that's again, that's my issue with the Westboro Baptist Church taking a very uh you know, very literal position on a very minor point in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and are you know, I've, I've never spoken with someone from that group. If I did, I might. You know, I'm sure. Do they believe that no one the ark actually happened? That every time it rains, it's being sent by God, as opposed to like you know the water cycle. Uh, you know, I'm guessing they don't believe in climate change. I don't know, but again. If we take the Bible literally, we're always going to find a point where it falls apart. And if it's going to fall apart at a certain point, then, then, 
then my opinion is that all of it is, can't be taken literally. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay to have an issue with that. Again, I'm not, I'm not condemning the people. I'm, I am condemning their point of view of how they're interpreting and expressing yeah. a God that, that, you know, is, is other people like myself and you guys are aligning with that doesn't mm. have that point of view. I second that. I second that. I second All right. That. So, Reverend Logan for the win. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, I think we're running out of time, perhaps, but we do have such fun questions as uh, Do you see Jesus as a reminder of God? Is Jesus the ultimate reminder of God? And which what Jesus? About, what <laughs> yeah, about Jesus? One? Yeah. What about Jesus' death? Because uh, Rob Bell in his latest book says God didn't need to kill someone to be happy with humanity. But many Christians would then say, well, then why did Jesus die? But I don't think we have time to go to all of that. I'm just going to leave drop some teasers for perhaps future conversations in your own pub theology groups or a future PT Live episode. Um, he died because it pissed off the Romans. I mean, uh, you just got to drop that spoiler right there. I know. Nobody uh, knew that, Ogan. I don't know. No one had that. What? They didn't get did to he, that episode yet. Did he die? <laughs> I'm teasing you, Ogan. I'm teasing you. He's with Elvis. <laughs> On another planet. Yeah. No, in there's Greece. The, Greece. There's, a dead, but, there's a dead but not dead club floating around there somewhere. Exactly. Wow. So, uh, wow. Can we, can, we, can we steer the ship into a final word out of that near? Hmm. <laughs> it is good to be back. I have. <laughs> is it though? Is it? <laughs> you know what? Whatever God you believe in, you be you, man. You you do you. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So inclusive you, and wide open of you, Tina. That's well done. It's almost like you live in the Northwest. I don't know. I'm just gonna... <laughs> you, you do you as long as you're not harming anybody else. I like that one better. There you go. I think that's a show title. That's too uh, yeah. You do you unless you're harming anybody at last. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, whether you are a person of faith or not of faith, I mean, Heschel's quote kind of said, people of faith are called to be reminders of God. But I hope whatever our views on God are, we can agree and pursue being people uh, who are kind and loving and seeking the common good. So Nice. Just going to lay that down. So thank you, friends, for tuning in to episode 60 of Pub Theology Live. And if you enjoyed this episode or prior episodes, maybe cue back some prior episodes because we'll be back in September going weekly again with PT Live. But please connect and spread the word on social media. You can, of course, listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. And don't forget the offer that was made earlier. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you're going to get some PT Live swag some coasters, a book, and so forth. And if you want to find a conversation group like this in your town, check out the directory at pubtheology.com. And if there's not one near you, you'll find resources to start your own. And thank you again to our sponsors, Wink Wine Club, who you'll find at TryWink, that's wink with a C, trywink.com slash ptlive, and Casual Priest at casualpriest.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Thank you.
and I know Brian's edited magic will. Uh, we will. We will. All of that. And Brian will do his best to completely cut you out of the show. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. We'll say I thought Ogan was with you guys. I'll be here for the check-in and the check-out and nothing in between. Um, are we doing another one of these before September is, or, or is it, or we don't know, or what's um, happening? Yeah, yeah I think let's wait. Yeah, we, we, gave, we gave the fans what they wanted, a little Tino, we Ogan, gave, and Brian. We gave us what we wanted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone else. We got what we wanted. You're on your own. Maybe that should be show title. This one's for us. <laughs> yeah, this one's for us. <laughs> Woo! Oh, oh my goodness. goodness.